1: Making sure you have a full life in Christ. Next on today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. And again, hello, welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from the well. Christian community in Livermore, California. We're in Matthew chapter 12 today, looking specifically at verse 43. It's here that Jesus addresses this idea of having a full house, a house full of His Spirit, rather than something else, and the significance behind it all. Won't you join us as we again take a look at Matthew chapter 12 and verse 43, with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, from the well, Here, once again, our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman.
2: This is an equipping time right now. I want to just share this because we have new people coming. Understand, your agreement gives the devil access into your life, your agreement. And so what happens is, realize that if you can stay out of agreement with the enemy, then you can maintain your liberty and freedom in God. What happens is, is this, simple temptation, whether it's temptation with men or women, temptation with stealing God's glory, temptation around power and wealth and things of this nature. Saints, all these areas are areas where the enemy is going to test you to see if you're in agreement. God say you're not supposed to touch that tree. God said you're not supposed to touch that tree, right? That one right there. He knows the day you, you, you eat of that fruit. You're going to be like him. He, 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 you know? Well, he... he I can't touch it, huh? Listen, saints. It goes back to the garden. All the enemy is looking for is agreement. Agreement with him gives him access into your life. Let me let me bring it down home for y'all, okay? Just once again, like I always do. You walking through the mall, and here comes Sugar Tony. I'm not even gonna call him Junebug anymore. <laughs> Junebug got saved finally. <laughs> we done got Junebug saved. Now, 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 he's not a member of our church, but he did get saved. He going, he going to. He going to Bo- Bowling Brook Baptist somewhere over there. He's doing good. But, but saints, all he's looking for is agreement. And if there's something in you that's insecure enough to fall prey to what he's offering through this person, then you've just came, come into agreement. Agreement gives him license or access into your life. Once he gets access and license into your life, now he has liberty to operate and rest in your life. This is what demons do. They look for agreement. Whether it's drugs, alcohol, whatever it is. As soon as he finds agreement, then we have access. No agreement, no access. And for all of us here, we have to be very sensitive because the enemy will keep you up at night. And the primary way, now watch me. The primary way in which he seeks to give access into your life is through through attacking or bombarding your mind to break you and I down to where we finally just yield ourselves over to his suggestion. Why don't you do that? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? There's nothing wrong with that. Man, them church folks are tripping. They're trying to control you. They're trying to control you. They you know, saints, listen. I want to say this once again. You're not trying, there's a difference between controlling somebody and trying to protect them from what you know is going to destroy their life. And we got to get this thing out. And I, and I, and I, 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 made, I talked about this a little bit. Who was I think I I was telling Minister Catherine about this. You know, a lot of times it's hard To see how much people truly love you when your heart is full of rebellion. Rebellion clouds your vision. You think God is trying to withhold something from you, Eve, when actually he's trying to protect you from it, Eve, because it's going to destroy your life. But when when the enemy finds agreement, then he gets access and... You have to be watchful, saints, because if the enemy finds agreement with you after God has already dealt with you and swept the house, emptied the house, now the enemy doesn't just say, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back with seven other demons more wicked than me so I can take this person down a road. They'll, they, it's going to be even harder for them to get free from. And so Jesus Christ, he says this is going to happen he says this is going to happen to this generation, but it's clear that he's also talking about when it goes out of a man. This is happening to people all the time. But we have to make sure, saints, that we are able to discern what we're dealing with. And also understand that as we're as we're dealing with this type of stuff, that God, through his word, gives us everything we need from a, a, a strategy standpoint To overcome because we should never be ignorant of the enemy's schemes and devices. Amen. But people are in churches. Struggling with the same thing over and over and over door. Why? Over again. Why? Because the door has not been shut on the enemy and the agreement has not been established fully in our hearts that I will not allow that to happen in my life because I know what will happen. And I know what the enemy's trying to do. Amen? We have to make sure that we're sensitive about this. Now, I'm going to give you five things that we're going to do to make sure that we keep the house full and we keep ourselves clean from all this stuff. Okay? So that as God frees us, we don't go back into bondage again. Number one, if I'm going to stay clear and stay clean from all the stuff that, that's going on in terms of demonic activity in my life, number one, I have to be upfront and I have to be honest with myself. Number one is honesty. You know, if you're in this church right now, and I'm just going to preach to you guys. If you're in this church right now, and you're struggling with any kind of addiction, any kind of bondage, I'm talking about anything. If you're in this room, and you're saying, Pastor, when you said something about liars, oh, man, I'm always lying, man. Be honest. Just say, man, this is where I'm at. I'm, uh, this is, we have to be honest before God with our issues, amen. There's no way that we can be get free if we try to cover ourselves. We won't prosper. We got to learn. If you're in this room and you're always angry, always bitter. If you're in this room and you are always fornicating. I'm going to preach it today. I might as well, man. Hey, man, this church. Hey, listen, I'm going to preach because let me say this to you, saints. Church full of this garbage. Can't even come to church and enjoy yourself without somebody trying to pick you up in the parking lot and do all this crazy stuff. I'm done with all this stuff. So if you hear and you're saying, Pastor, I don't want to hear this, I'm going to give you, you go ahead and leave because I'm going to keep on preaching on this because somebody needs to be delivered. Somebody wants to get right with God. Somebody wants to live holy and do what's right. Can I have an amen? And so what happens is, listen, saints, people get full of this stuff and for us, we got to be honest. Man, I'm messed up. I need God to help me in this area. This is the first thing that we need to do. Is we have to be honest with God around these particular areas. Because God will come in and He will he'll set us free. That's the thing that He wants to do. Number two, and I already talked about this at length. But I want to say it again. We've got to come out of agreement with the enemy. And that means write this down next to number two, that means that I have to take drastic measures if necessary to come out of agreement with the enemy. I share with you guys the story about how when I first got saved, I had things in my life that I knew were wrong and I knew they were giving the enemy access into my life and then God slowly but surely started showing me areas where I needed to change. Whether it was drinking, drinking, partying, hanging out, all this stuff. I, I had it but there's no way that I could stop drinking 40s if my refrigerator was full of them. And I'm sitting up in my prayer closet saying, Lord, take this away from me. Take it away, Lord. Lord, free me, liberate me by buying the devil. I'm binding the devil. And the, the Lord just said, Would you go down and pour it, pour it down a drain? Just <laughs> go downstairs and just pour it out, son. We're trying to bind the devil. Can I have an amen? It's not God's just not going to come down and say, voila, it's gone. You, by choosing to pour it out, are coming out of agreement with your flesh and with the devil. Amen? And coming out of agreement. And this is what we need to do. There's some of us in this room, we have to take drastic measures. That means you may need to change your phone number. Came swinging today. <laughs> I'm just gonna let it go because I'm just tired of. I'm tired of saying. Listen, saints, change your number. Change it. Change your email address. Block people. It whatever it takes, saints. If you got to cut people off, hey, I love you, you my boy, man, you my dog, man, I love you, but man, I'm taking a six-month break for you till I can get myself right, and you know, when I do come back, I'm not going to the pool house with you. Now, but if you want to go to prayer with me, then we can do that, 6.30 a.m. Prayer. Saints, we have to be aggressive with our lives. People play around with it. It's serious because when the unclean spirit goes out of the man, it comes back. Sometimes we mess around with stuff when we can't. And so we have to learn. This is number. That's the second point that we got to do. Number three says we got to get into our Bibles. Your, the Bible for your mind is going to create a stronghold of truth. So when the enemy starts to bombard your mind with lies and suggestions, you have something from a biblical standpoint to resist his thoughts with. When the enemy starts coming in and trying to impose fear upon your life, the, Bible's, the Bible, for God has not given me a spirit of fear. You spirit of fear, I bind you right now. You have no access into my life. But God has given me a spirit of love and power and a sound mind. I rebuke you now. You cannot make me afraid. I will not be afraid. Saints, we got to learn to do this. But we won't do it if we don't get into the Word. And I don't just mean listening to the Word on television. I mean shutting the television off and getting in there and allowing line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. God speaking to your life. So you got a stronghold of truth to resist the enemy when he tries to come into your life or come back into your life. So we got to do this. This is point number three. We don't spend enough time in the Bible. And so the devil makes a suggestion. And then let me say this to you. People, get They get confused. Did God really say that if you eat of this? So what happened is that people get confused. He confused Eve. People get confused. And then they just give in. And then they say, well, you know, I know the pastor said that, but that's the, de- I don't know. That's just, that's how he believes. No, if the Bible says, don't fornicate, I didn't write that. I'm reiterating it. Because I don't want anybody in this room to get tormented by demons, to drive them down a road to destroy their life. I am tired of it. And what happens is we got to get back to this. Stop thinking. Stop trying to kill the messenger and read your Bible. I Like the Bible says, I implore thee. Saints, because we got to get it in our minds, saints, that God, through his word, is trying to protect us from stale, from stuff, but we got to get in the Bible. Many Christians don't even read their Bibles. You cannot survive on Sunday's manna all week. It's going to get stale. It's going to get rotten. It's supposed to last you for one day, and then tomorrow you got to get up and get you some more manna. Can I have an Amen. So now, every day, I'm learning how to walk with this. Number number four, saints, we have to cultivate intimate times for prayer with God. Your prayer life is where God is going to take and start filling you with His Spirit. Over and over and over again. Strengthening you within. Spending time alone with Jesus. Man, I just feel this right now. Spending time alone with Jesus. Learning to listen to his voice. Become acquainted with the Lord's voice. You know, saints, let me say this to you. It takes time to discern the voice of God. It takes time. God placed Eli in Samuel's life to help him to hear how to the voice of God. When you first get saved, we're, we're riding so high on emotion and feeling. We're just happy to be saved. And, and everybody, we start thinking everybody. Oh, look, everybody is wonderful. Praise God. We just got bliss. And, ah, everybody, I'm saved. And, and we walk into church, and we think everybody that comes to church is really walking with God. I thank God for Pastor James Davis because he would stop, and he'd say, listen, son, you got to keep your antenna up. Keep your antenna up, son. Because through your prayer life, you're going to develop a discerning and a discernment of God's voice. You say, oh, that's not. That voice that I was hearing wasn't God. It was actually me speaking to me, telling me how good I am. Or that voice I was hearing wasn't actually me. It was Me telling me how bad I am? Or that voice I was hearing wasn't actually me. That was an unclean spirit telling me to do that? We have to learn to spend time with God because he'll teach us how to filter through all this stuff. And then he'll fill us with his spirit so that the Holy Spirit can help us to discern what God our Father is saying to us, saints. But if we don't spend time in prayer, we'll never develop a discerning ear. Because all of us have to go from the outer court to to the inner court to the holy of holies, even in your personal life. It takes time to develop an ear where you're saying, wait a minute. This isn't, that wasn't God. That was just me telling me. That that's what that was my house. That somebody else was in. Mm-hmm. That isn't me. That wasn't God. That was that isn't my husband or my wife. That I thought was supposed to be my wife, but she married my boy instead of marrying me. And I God was trying to tell me, but I couldn't hear it because what I desired was speaking louder than what God. I could, God couldn't even get through to me. My desire. Well, what happens is if we spend time with God in prayer, he helps us to navigate through all this. So we discern a listening ear and we don't allow our desires to speak to us. We allow God's voice to speak to us. And it comes through spending time with Jesus. But if we don't, then what will happen is we'll end up in confusion. Saints, we've got to spend more time because the enemy wants to come along and convince us so he can get either into our lives or back into our lives. But through prayer, we're able to discern. Devil, you're a liar. You're trying to talk to me about this person, that person, or in this situation. that That's not the spirit. That's not the Holy Spirit. I know that's the devil right now. That is the devil. I bind you in the name of you. Can I have an amen? But there's no way we can discern that. If we don't spend time with Jesus. The last thing is this. Is this number five? Number five says we, we got to learn in our walk with God. To get people around us that love us enough to tell us the truth. Because what happens is. If, if we're in a situation where we have people in our lives And I want to say this so everyone is clear, saints. We need people around us that, and I already said it, that love us enough that our feelings don't stop them from just telling us the truth about a situation. Now, understand that just because you tell someone the truth doesn't mean that they are always going to agree with what you have to say, but at least what... You see his truth, you're communicating to that person. I've learned in life that if you you just tell a person the truth, then God can take the information and he has something to work with behind the scenes when you don't see it. They may not readily receive you in the moment, but they'll take the information back and then they can... But what does that do? It helps to protect you from the enemy schemes and devices. It helps, you, it helps you to be insulated with people around you that are saying, look, this is the devil. Watch out for this. Now, if you choose to go off, that's fine, but at least you have a support system that isn't just telling you what you want to hear, but that's also telling you the things that you need to know in terms of the demonic influences that may be trying to come your way. Now, even in that, you got to be sensitive because you could have people that are, That are in your life that for whatever reasons are being motivated by different things. But for all of us, you take the information, take it before God. God, I thank you. I have a support system that loves me. enough. they're telling me what they perceive to be truth. I can process the information. Everybody needs that in life. Now watch this. You need people in your life that are over you that are speaking into your life. You need people that are peer level that are speaking into your life. And you have to be open now, watch this. You have to be open enough in your heart that if God wants to speak to you through a donkey, he can speak to you through a donkey, too. I'm amazed at some things this, that come out of my, my son's mouth. I'm like, bro, that, that was God speaking to that brother right there. But what happens is you have to be open. I have somebody over you, peer group, and then somebody, and you have to make yourself available for people that are under you in God. To communicate if need be. Saints, these are things that we can do. To keep our house full. To keep our house swept. And to keep our houses in order. Because I'm telling you, according to the word of God, the enemy will always come back and knock on your door to see if there is a vacancy. And his goal isn't just to make you what he made you before. He wants to make you what? Seven times worse than before. And we as Christians in this church have to learn to stand up and fight back with the tools that God has given us so that the church isn't just filled with people that are still struggling with demonic influences that people have come out of agreement and they're actually getting liberated and freed. And they're learning not only just how to get free, but how to do what? Stay free in their life. And I want to say this to everyone here. Saints, stop blaming your personal bondage on the church. Look yourself in the mirror and say, here I am this area is not because of that pastor, or this person. It's, I need to put into practice these principles that my pastor's given me so when I walk out this door and the devil tries to trip me up on my job or when I'm going shopping or I'm cutting my lawn or I'm doing the dishes or I'm out hiking somewhere, that wherever I'm at, the devil cannot have access any longer into my life. Can I have an amen? Say, this is what we need. Because it's high time. Jesus Christ is coming back. And he's not coming back for a church that's busted up, broken down. He's coming back for a church that's without spot or without wrinkle. Or any such thing. But that that she should be holy. And for all of us, we got to look ourselves in the mirror and say, God, if there's anything in my heart... Anything where i have given the enemy access today, I'm taking it down. I'm throwing it down. I'm casting it down. I want my freedom in Jesus. Can I have an amen? In Jesus' name.
1: Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.